Joining us right now, my guy, Zach Rosenblatt from The Athletic, covering your J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. What's up, Zach? How much, man? How you doing? I'm good. Uh, first off, I got to give you your credit on air, your love on air, your respect on air. I don't think there's a single night that I'm talking about the Jets that I'm not reading your tweets or taking little nuggets from the information you provide. I mean, I was talking to you in the offseason when we were um, on Aaron Rodgers' watch, and I've been meaning to get you back on. And, of course, here we are, week 10, going into Vegas. And uh, <laughs> Zach Wilson is the quarterback. So much has happened since we last had you on. So I wanted to give you your flowers and welcome you back. I appreciate that. I don't know what you're talking about. Nothing's happened. It's, it's the same team. <laughs> yeah, you, you live it every day. You are, you are <laughs> in it every single day. And uh, we'll start with Zach Wilson because how could we not? I mean, Rob Sala says uh, it's lazy to just put it all on him. You know, it was the uh, collective all the way all the way across the board, and we know that. We know that. But I think in every offense and every team, really, it's the NFL. It starts and ends with the quarterback. Like, why are the Chiefs in what we consider a dynasty right now? Because they drafted that kid out of Texas Tech. Like, why are we looking at the Texans in their first year with the new head coach and rookie quarterback saying, wait, they got something going on? down there because of the quarterback. So here we are in year three with Zach Wilson, and I feel like I'm in uh, an episode of Black Mirror. I feel like this is <laughs> this is the Twilight Zone. I feel like we're living the same day. This is Groundhog's Day. It's the same thing over and over again. And uh, my question to you is, have you seen anywhere else in the NFL uh, a quarterback get this many opportunities and have a coach stand behind him and an organization continue to just say, he's the guy, he's the guy, we don't need to make a change, he's the guy? Uh, no, I, I mean, I can't imagine there has usually guys in the NFL, um, that are drafted highly and are as bad as he was the first two years do not get a shot with the same team in the third year. It just right. doesn't happen. I mean, you look at Trey Lance was traded and he didn't even play as much as that. Um, yeah, you know, I, you know, I think that to, to like Salah's comments about, you know, you can't put it all in Zach, like maybe your listeners don't like this reference, but I, I covered the Giants when Joe Judge was that coach. And I, I think in, uh, 2021, he had a quote, you know, about because their offense was miserable that year, if you remember. And, his, and he had a line like, you know, it, the, the fish stinks from the head down. Like, it starts at the head and it stinks <laughs> yep. below it. And so the, the, the Jets' offense stinks from the head down. It starts at the top with Hackett and Zach Wilson, and then it goes down from there. Like, everything starts with the quarterback. I think that's the that's the main issue I have with not only Salah, but there's, like, fans who have, like, pushed back on the Zach Wilson hate because, you know, the, the offensive line is not blocking well enough. The receivers are dropping passes. Uh, Guys aren't getting open. Uh, you know, Dalvin Cook's not running well. Like, what, like all these individual things. But really, the quarterback is supposed to either overcome that or help make that stuff a little bit better. And so, I, I think Zach is a, the biggest problem right now. And you know, part of the issue is I, I don't know how much confidence they have in their other two quarterbacks that are options. And that's you know an indictment on this this uh, you know front office's decision to not bring anybody in either in the off season and especially after Aaron Rodgers got hurt. I think that ultimately was a mistake. Um, but yeah, this is what they're rolling with. And I, I think this is going to be a really big week because, you know, the Raiders are, you know, not really a good team. I know they won last week and they popped out cigars, but when you beat the Giants, I don't know if you should be celebrating like you won the Super Bowl. So, um, this is, uh, this is not a good team. And if the Jets lose this game, uh, this season could really go off the rails really fast. And so I think this is going to be the final test for Zach. And like you said, it does feel like deja vu. I, I kind of joked after Rogers got hurt as I was locking out of MetLife. I'm like, the, it feels like the last five months didn't happen and we're just back in 2022 and 
that's especially true right now where this is the exact scenario that pretty much happened uh, last year. You know, after I feel like after that like first Patriots game where Zach struggled, everyone was calling for his head. They wouldn't bench him. Couple to like two weeks later, however many weeks later, they bench him for Mike White, and it feels like we're headed towards the same thing. Once again, we're joined by Zach Rosenblatt, who covers the Jets for the Athletic. So you mentioned Aaron Rodgers, and I think it's funny. I was joking about okay. Now we're going to see Aaron Rodgers pregame doing a little half rollout. He did give us like a little three-step drop, throw the ball 50 yards, everybody oohed and odd. But the thing that we got last night and then we heard different today, at the end of the game, a clip goes viral of Derwin James talking to Aaron Rodgers where Aaron Rodgers uh, is asked about his timeline. When are you going to return? Hey, when are you coming back? And he says, give me a couple weeks. But then today on Pat McAfee's show, you know, uh, Tuesdays with, with Aaron, he walked it back and said that's nowhere near the timeline. And I think anyone with a brain can realize, like, a couple weeks, give me a couple, like, not even a couple months, bro. Like, it's like, I don't I don't know where we're going with this. And I, I know I'm going to ask you this question, and we're going to have the same answer. Like, do you think Aaron Rodgers is coming back to play this year? And, and do you think he, he even should? I don't even think there's going to be anything worth returning for. Yeah. I mean, to your second question, I, I think the answer is no. I, I mean, I... As remarkable as what he's done so far looks, you know, I, I, I've heard, you know, whatever it is, like a few games left in the season, two games left in the season, three. If he does that, I think that's pretty much like three, three and a half months after Achilles uh, surgery. Like, and that's that's just like unprecedented, unreal. He's 39 years old. And I, I don't know that it's worth the risk either for him or for the Jets. Um, and that's going to be a big part of it. And, and to your other point, you know, he's he said over and over again, even when he said, I want to come back, he said, you know, but I, we need to be in contention. We need to be, we need to have a chance. And if we get to, you know, that Browns game in week 17 or um, I'm blanking on who they play the week before that, like if we get into that stretch of the last three games and, and they're not realistically in the playoff race, which, you know, I think this Chargers loss actually does kind of hurt because that's going to be a team they're going to be fighting with for a wild card spot. Um, if they're not actually in the mix, like, I don't know if Rogers, it's worth Rogers risking his career to come back. So I, I, I I personally am skeptical. I, I I say it's above a zero percent chance, which is not what I would have said if you had asked me after that Bills game. But I, I'm skeptical. I I just don't I don't see a doctor that would clear him after right. three months. That that seems unrealistic to me. Right. I I've been calling it Jedi mind tricks. He's making you believe things that aren't going to happen and see things that aren't there. And you know I get it. It's a way to motivate the team in a way, right? Oh. There's a thought that if we play well enough and keep winning and keep this season alive, Aaron Rodgers returns. But, I mean, from the jump, I'm like, that's not healthy for Zach Wilson and the team itself. That's not healthy for this offense, right? You got Everything's got to be all in on Zach Wilson because you defaulted in that. So now let's talk about Joe Douglas. Last night I was calling for him to come to the front of the congregation. I'm like, this is on Joe Douglas. We were so blinded by the chase and pursuit of Aaron Rodgers that we didn't think about just like how obvious it was. This offensive line is not solid. You had a 38-year-old Dwayne Brown that you rushed back. Uh, you know, there's always injuries. No one keeps a healthy five offensive linemen all year. I think it was negligent. I think it was an oversight. I think it was irresponsible to default into Zach Wilson as your QB2 with a 39, almost 40-year-old quarterback. And I also think that they doubled down on that by not fixing the issue right away, right? We just saw Carson Wentz was signed. And I know Carson Wentz not, might not be the answer, but now everybody points to Carson Wentz, and they point to Josh Dobbs was available, and we heard that Jacoby Brissett was available at the deadline. And it's like, man, I, I've never seen anything like this in the NFL, in the history of the NFL. A GM, 
a coach and a quarterback that are all just in lockstep. They've hitched their wagons to each other, and they're l- literally letting the, the the ship sink with this guy. So, like Joe Douglas, I don't know what like what what do you think is going on in his mind about the rest of the season? I said this at the deadline. Oh, they're not really serious about this year. The whole goal was Aaron Rodgers. They're already on the next year. Whatever happens this year, great. Like if if they're in, able to end the drought this year, great. But what do you think about Joe Douglas and his thought process? Do you think he's kicking himself, or do you think he's he's just on the next season? Um, you know, I I think he probably does have some regrets about some of the moves they made this offseason. I think one of them, um, and this kind of ties in Aaron Rodgers, and they kind of catered to some of the guys that he wanted to bring in. If you look at all the guys that he wanted to bring in, mm-hmm. they've all been pretty massive disappointments. Randall Cobb, you know, Randall, Alan Lazard, I mean, Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Lazard and Cook in particular have been a. a, a problematic i think lazard i was given the benefit of the doubt for a few weeks but this is a pretty brutal game he just had they're paying him a lot of money to be you know a number two wide receiver and as of right now garrett wilson's the only guy getting open so it's uh you know joe douglas constructed this offense he went into the season deciding that he was happy with billy turner as their swing tackle and when you have a swing tackle that means the odds are they're going to play at some point um i you know it's hard to blame him for like the injuries and stuff like that uh just because you know you can't plan for the amount of luck that they've had the bad luck they've had at that and in that group, but you know, ultimately, you know, it's on him for choosing Billy Turner as that guy. He had one of the worst games at right tackle I've seen uh, yesterday. And you know, Lazard's been bad. Randall Cobb's been the least productive receiver in the NFL. Dabble Cook's been the least, one of the least productive running backs. And and you know, the, another one is they drafted Will McDonald in the first round. That was like a luxury pick that was yeah. meant for like two or three years down the road. When Jackson Smith and the Jigma, the receiver who's playing pretty well for the Seahawks, was sitting right there, and now all of a sudden, receivers. Look, it looks like a strength this offseason. Now it looks like the biggest weakness on maybe the entire roster. And so, you know, he made a lot of mistakes. This, you know, last offseason, it felt like he couldn't miss. You know, he had that draft class. He signed DJ Reed. Um, and he made all these moves that, like, it seemed like he was just hitting home run after home run. And that's kind of why everybody's still here on the staff. But this offseason, I, you know, I think it's very fair to criticize some of the moves he made. Yeah, let's talk about this defense. Once again, we're talking with Zach Rosenblatt from The Athletic covering the Jets. The defense is incredible. I watched the game last night, and I've watched all of these Jets games, as we all do as hosts on WFN, and I'm just so impressed with how they're good at every level. I think they have absolute dogs on the front line. They're, like No one can stop their, their defensive line. Um, interior, exterior, like it doesn't matter. Like Edge rushers, uh, nose tackle, they just, they're, they're dominant. And then like when you look at their corners, even when Sauce and Reed weren't available and they played the Eagles, they had practice guys step up and play well. Like they just their defense just has it. Jeff Ulbrich has it. Man, they they were heating up Justin Herbert. And again, I'm watching the game and I'm saying, add Herbert to the list of quarterbacks that they've humbled, embarrassed. Like this defense, they're not the 85 Bears, but man, they're they're really one of the best defenses we've ever seen for the Jets. I hate that it's deja vu, but do you feel like we're going to see another locker room where these guys are, are are asking for coach to hold the offense accountable? And, you know, I remember that narrative coming out about the defense that, you know, guys would be held accountable if they weren't doing their jobs. Man, there's there's guys on the offense that aren't doing their jobs. And even Garrett Wilson said, I can't look the defense in the eye anymore. Do you think that we're heading in that way, like another loss or two, where this defense is going to start getting tired of it and maybe guys start making T-shirts campaigning for Trevor Simeon? Yeah, I don't know about that that, that part because I, I think or Mike Timmy White. Boyle. Was, I, Mike White was universally just like the ultimately. I talked about this on my podcast today. I, I, Mike White wound up being maybe the biggest loss they had this offseason because you know if they have Mike White right now, they're in a much different spot. But yeah, you know, I I just it's uh, 
Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee's show today, you know, had some comments. He basically was saying how the offense has not been good enough, and the defensive guys have been doing a good job of, like, not acknowledging that. But if Aaron Rodgers is seeing it, you know Quincy Williams is seeing it, you know Quentin Williams is seeing it, you know C.J. Mosley is seeing it, you know these guys are annoyed. They hear what everybody's saying outside of the building. They know how good this defense is, and they know it's being wasted away. And I think Aaron Rodgers being there, and like, in the building on the weekends has probably helped uh, prevent some blow-ups to a degree. But, you know, you have people like Sauce Gardner saying things like, you know, we, I guess the defense is going to have yeah, to score now. Score. Like, and like, that's after, you know, I mean, that may, I always think of last year when they lose whatever, 10 to three to the Patriots and Carl Loss is like, well, we should have given up zero points, not three points. And, and it's, uh, like they, they're being held to an impossible standard that they're giving themselves right. because the offense is not doing their job again. And that this is how locker rooms, uh, you know, really start hurting themselves and the offense, you know, it doesn't seem like this offense does not seem like it has a good plan. Zach Wilson is struggling. And it's three and out of three and out of three and out. Defense is shutting down Justin Herbert. They're shutting down Patrick Mahomes. They're shutting down Josh Allen. And it's not really amounting to much. And it's, uh, it's a real concern. And again, I think this Raiders game is going to be a, a really big deal because if they do it again and the offense against another really bad defense does not succeed, then it's going to be a problem. I mean, looking at this Raiders game, they're one and a half point favorites. I think it's pretty much a push because. When you look at Aiden O'Connell versus Zach Wilson, I don't think anybody actually knows. Like, you don't expect Aiden O'Connell to go out there and have success against the Jets' defense, and we also don't expect Zach Wilson to go out there and have success against any defense, really not be able to score. So, I don't know. I'm I'm going off of this, going off of last week and the Giants going out there, and I think people are definitely pumping up the Raiders too much. Once Daniel Jones went down, and I don't think Daniel Jones beats the Raiders either, but once Daniel Jones went down and they defaulted into Tommy DeVito, there was no way that yeah. the Giants were going to even compete. And so, the, you know, the Raiders, good for them, smoking cigars. Antonio Pierce, he's, you know, he's the new head coach, and everything seems like it went right. But I think there is a chance that the Jets go in there and compete, and if they play another close game like they did with the Eagles, uh, they, they might be able to steal it. But if they don't, that's back-to-back losses in primetime. I did see something about them potentially flexing that game. But, like, what if it's now, okay, you won three games, you start losing – uh, two games. Do you think this will force a, a QB change? And and I hate to say it from last year when they lost six in a row, like it could be deja vu of last year. You start looting. Like when you look at the Bills coming up, the Dolphins coming up, like it could get bad. It could flip and take a nosedive again. So let me ask you the actual questions. I always hit you with a bunch of things. <laughs> Do you think back to back losses and let's say Zach Wilson, yeah, he's not throwing picks, but if he's fumbling and giving the ball away, do you think it'll force them now? When they're not 500 and they're a game below 500, to say, okay, we got to try something else, Timmy Boyle or Trevor Simeon. Yeah, I, I do. I, I think, I think, like I said, I do think this is the straw that could break the camel's back this week. And you know, if they win the game and Zach doesn't play well, I think they maybe still roll with him. I think they're just trying to survive as long as they can and hope Aaron comes back later. Um, but yeah, if they lose and Zach Wilson is a reason they lose in particular, like it's going to be hard to justify to an angry fan base that's as angry. As any fan base in the league, as someone who's covered multiple NFL teams, I, I believe that to be true. This is one of the angriest fan bases in the league, just naturally. And then you have a, a, de- a defense who's, you know, gonna, you know, there's some fear of them turning on the, on Zach and the coaching staff or whatever it is. So I, I do think this is the final straw. Zach's last chance. He probably knows it. Um, it's deja vu for him. He's talked a lot about how he thinks he's different. He talked about that last night. And uh, this is his. Maybe his last chance in the NFL to be a starting quarterback this week. Like, there's no pressure, but that's this is what's on the line for him. So that's, I, I really do believe this is the game that 
um, could determine. And I don't know within the game, like if he's very bad in the first half, would they change it? I don't know, but um, I think it's on the table at least. Yeah, the kids got unlimited lives with the Jets. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be the end. I think they're just they're going to ride this thing out. Last question, you know, going into the game last night, everybody was talking about the division, right? Because the whole division lost on Sunday. And so Jets fans were thinking, oh, we have a shot at the division. Then, you know, you get humbled by the Chargers. But you still potentially have the division because you have the Bills coming up. You have the Dolphins coming up. It's still right in front of you. You have the Dolphins again. You have the Patriots again. You already beat the Bills once. Like, they, this has to be the week, right? So let's play a game where, um, you know, Zach Wilson does do well. And Zach does, I don't know, people were talking about Zach Wilson's going to drop 30 points. I don't think that's going to happen. But let's say Zach Wilson does enough for them to win. Um, and then they do go forward and uh, figure out how to beat the Bills and the Dolphins. Like, then where are we, where, where are we at with the team? Like, I think, I think that's the only way to right the ship. Zach has to beat the Raiders, right? And then they have to go and try and... Uh, Beat the Bills in Orchard. It doesn't even sound. I don't even know why I'm talking that, that far. Into it. It's not believable. So here's the question: uh, in the other in the other universe that Zach Wilson does play well, he's the guy the rest of the way. There's no more talk about Aaron Rodgers, and then the narrative shifts to okay, Zach Wilson is the quarterback to end the drought for the Jets, and everything is well. And then Joe Douglas isn't on the hot seat, and Rob Sala is good too, right? I'm, I, I mean, I, I would say him playing all this week would buy him some time at the very least. I don't think it would be a he's our guy the rest of the season situation. I think you would, as the Jets tend to do, they would hang on one good performance and keep referring back to that. It's what they do with the Chiefs game. They did it last year with, with that Steelers game he had where he came in in the fourth quarter. So I, if he has a good game this week, that buys him a couple weeks. But if he goes out against the Bills and the Dolphins in two division games and they get killed by them because Zach Wilson's playing poorly, then we're right back where we started again. And so um I, I think I think regardless of win or loss, he should be evaluated based on how he plays. And if he's bad in a win, I think that should be considered and that should be a factor in the decision of whether they bench him. But it's uh yeah, you know, it's gonna be that's gonna be the storyline this week. That's what we're all gonna be watching for. Uh especially you're it's not like they're going against a great quarterback, they're going against Aiden O'Connell, they're going against a bad uh defense. So this is a game that Zach Wilson needs to win. Okay, last question before I let you go. I just thought about this from last night. I was talking about Roger Saffold and uh, Dwayne Brown, like, are do you have any information on when those guys are available and if there's going to be a different configuration of this offensive line? Um, I, I feel like Dwayne Brown should be back soon, maybe this week. I, I think that'll be depending on how he looks at practice. He was a full go all of last week, so I don't see why he wouldn't. And if he does come back, I I do think the thing that's kind of been broached of moving Makai back to right tackle and plugging Dwayne in a left tackle, I think that's what'll happen. And, you keep Max Mitchell at right guard. I think that's part of why they did that this last week to get him a week ahead of time before they start rearranging again. And you get Billy Turner out of the lineup and you roll with your best five, which I think on paper that is their best five possible right now. So um, I, I, I lean towards that. And then, you know, Saffold, I don't see him playing a huge role uh, this season. But, you know, with the way this team has bad injury luck, it wouldn't shock me if at some point he was plugged in at guard. Zach Rosenblatt from The Athletic covering your New York Jets. Zach, thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, no problem, brother. Thank you. I mean, talking about the Jets is so confusing because it, it doesn't make any sense, bro. It's just like the fact that we have to talk about Zach Wilson this much back-to-back seasons, really three years in a row, and the answer is so simple. It really is so simple. Just make the change. Just make the change and figure it out with another guy. And you have two other guys. And to say that they're not better than Zach Wilson, they can't be much worse. And I know it's not all on Zach. The offensive line was terrible. 
and and Alan Lazard had penalties and drops and can't get separation. Garrett Wilson fumbled. Dalvin Cook sucks. He came here to play with Aaron Rodgers. He's not playing with Aaron Rodgers. He's been checked out since Aaron Rodgers went down. But it's like it does start with the quarterback. And you see it in other teams. You see it across the Falcons who are coming up on the schedule December 3rd. Desmond Ritter, who they drafted in the second round, not good enough. We'll play Taylor Heineke. Right? Like, even the Patriots, who they'll play January 7th, and neither team will probably be in it. But, like, they have no problem benching Mac Jones, who they drafted a few picks after Zach Wilson. It drives me nuts that we waste so much time talking about what they should do when the game starts last night. This kid drops back, no pressure, two open receivers to the right, and he airmails the ball to the sideline. I would have sat him right then. Enough already. It is confusing. It's a brain buster. What goes on on one Jets drive? That they have hitched their wagon to Zach Wilson and they're willing to let the ship sink again in the same exact way. Incredible. Jets fans, please call me up and tell me what's going to happen. I think I was listening to BT go through the schedule today of the remaining games, and he counted off way too many wins for me. I'm like, how? How do you watch that game last night and think that oh, that's a win? Bills already beat them. Dolphins, I'm like, I don't know. I see a nosedive coming. 